our new face moisturizer with CBD. Check it out, guys. Look at those ingredients. Scan the barcode. Inbox me if you'd like to place your order. Thank you for tuning in to the Sissy Song Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Gam, and today we have none other than Arthur Frank Jordan. How's it going today? Hey, how you feeling, Danny? Um, all praises to the Most High White House Shot, and thank you for having me. As always, always a pleasure, Danny. You're doing great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so are you. So, um, you know, without further ado, it's Black History Month. We're getting through this month. Um, this year has been a little bit better than the previous years for um, for this topic, I would say, although it still hasn't reached the place where we can say, okay, things are getting back to way, the way it should be in terms of treating races equally, in terms of treating people fairly, and not judging them based on their skin uh, color. Uh, so there's been a few fatalities this year alone, um, at least the ones that have made it, made it to the media, unfortunately. Uh, but I would say compared to the last two years, uh, it's been kind of quiet. What's your take on it, Arthur Frank? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely um, always uh, discouraging, you know, to see how, um, you know, the media you know, along with different, you know, biological tactics uh, play a great part in um, our everyday living society. Um, you know, 2019, when, um, you know, certain things were introduced to us, I'm not going to say it because I know the last time I went on a rant, the show got taken down three times. So I'm going to just say the C word. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, when things are introduced to us, you know, that does have a drastic uh, take on, you know, our everyday living. Yeah, most definitely. And I think um, also when we speak in a way that gets people to like question the norm, I think that becomes eventually an issue because um, I think that society prefers that things just kind of stay the way they are. Right. That's just my opinion on that. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so today's topic, we're going to talk about black families then versus now. Then could be in the 1800s, early 1900s leading into 2000, 2001, all the way up now to now, 2022. So a lot has changed from decade to decade, even within five-year uh, ranges, right? It seems like after we pass year 2000, uh, the conditions of society, especially within the Black community, changed every three to five years, I would say. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not going to go back too far um, you know, into time. You know, um, I'll just keep it really pretty much, you know, up to the last past maybe two or three, maybe decades, you know, but definitely um, times have definitely changed, you know, for the black families, you know, here in America. Um, you know, we was definitely a little bit more together, a little bit more united, you know, even in slavery, you know, as far as like the, the men and the women, um, even when we was out there toiling in the slave fields, you know, we were more together than we were apart because, Back then, we knew directly who our enemy was and who was cracking that whip on us and who was waking us up. Our kids, you know, uh, our five-year-old kids and six-year-old kids, waking them up every day. I'm wanting to carry them cotton sacks on our back. So we pretty much had a direct, you know, view and a direct, you know, uh, vision on who was directly doing this to us. Um, you know, and we weren't going to split up. You know, we knew that we were better together than apart. Right. 
So how, how do you think slavery in the late 1800s, early 1900s affect the black families here in this country? How do you think um, that Well, going back to slavery, actually, um, again, you know, we had more, uh, you know, togetherness. You know, you had the man, you know, the two parent households, of course. Um, we weren't thinking of of their, you know, leaving, you know, our people, you know, each other because why? Wow, because last time I checked, when we came over here, chained up on those on those slave ships, we were together, you know, men, women, and kids. You know, it wasn't the black woman, you know, she got peripheral treatment, you know, more so than the black man. No, we were chained up together, and we came over here as a unit, and we came over here together. Um, you know, it's just you, if you want to bring it up to date, it's just that a lot of bills, a lot of uh, obligations and a lot of different opportunities, okay, were written into bill, congressional bills and written into policy that actually favored more, maybe so more one so than the other through also the tactics also of the incarceration, okay, of more black men. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Definitely. Now, I did send out a post earlier today before the show started. For those who don't know, Sisters Talk will just be going once per month. So I know you guys will probably be looking out for the show, but I'm only going to do one time, one show per month where I'm interviewing great people like Arthur Frank Jordan. Um, and today, for those who are just tuning in or who will be tuning into this show, today's topic is Black Families Then versus Now. So one of, uh, one of the people that was tuned in, they commented, shout out to Tay, he has his own podcast as well. He commented on this idea, concept of Black Families Then versus Now, and this is what he had to say. He says, from my perspective back then, we had less single parent homes. We had larger families. We had less crime against each other, less murder, less youth suicide, less gangs, less prisons, less drugs. That's a lot. And then his final sentence is that we had more land and more black family business. What do you have right. to say about that? Yeah, he's listen, he's absolutely he's absolutely correct. You know, and as time go on, look, let, let me let me put this out there too. To 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 control the people, you have to take away their strong points and they have to take away their strongholds. Um, and contrary to belief, uh, one of the strongholds that we had, okay, was a two-parent home. You know, you had the man in the house and you had the woman in the house for the balance. You know, the woman pretty much nurtured the kids and pretty much taught the kids, you know, pretty much right from wrong. And the man was always in the house, you know, teaching the kids as well, too. But that main thing that the man's main responsibility was that discipline, you know, amongst the children, that righteous discipline amongst the kids. And that's something that's, you know, very few and far between today. So, you know, what, you know, America has done, they, they've actually played a really cruel trick on us as, you know, as a nation of people. You know, they've actually, you know, um, you know, taken the black man out of the household over, you know, the, the decades and over the years because that weakens the household, you know, um, you know, I mean, contrary to belief, it does weaken the household. Um, you know, I'm not dismissing the fact that there are many, many, you know, black women out there that have raised, you know, excellent kids, you know, sons and daughters, you know, alone by themselves, you know, but, you know, again, we're stronger together than we are apart. Um, this is the very reason, Danny, that even in the past, you know, just going back to the past, um, even when we used to meet one another, um, you know, as far as if you want to meet someone in school, you want to meet someone uh, cordially by invite, you know, someone inviting you to meet their daughter or someone meeting you to meet their best friend. We would always go through a screening process. You know, who's your who's your dad? What does he do? Who's your mom? 
Where's she at? You know, um, do your family have any kind of ailments? You know, do they have any kind of mental issues, you know, involved? You know, um, you know, who are your brothers? So this is, you know, we went through a screening process. Everything is just so quick and instant today, whereas that we forget about the screening process and we just go straight, you know, to the pleasure part and what we want. Okay. There's something that's missing, you know, mentally, you know, when people are dating and people are courting together. You gotta have to, you, 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 you may somehow may have to figure out and may somehow may have to say to yourself, wow, this person has the potential to become my wife, or this man has the potential to become my husband. Let me screen this gentleman just a little bit more instead right. of going straight to the pleasure part. Um, and then now everything is just all screwed up because you didn't do your homework, you didn't take the due diligence to do your homework on the person, and you didn't get to know the person well enough. Okay, just to go straight. It takes more than that um, just to build up a relationship. You got to be spiritually compatible as well, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. You hit a lot of key points. I'm um, going back to take removing the male out of the household. So I know I don't know when this started, what year, but the whole uh, public housing, when that you're came right, into right. whatever year it was, and I can look it up. Uh, but I don't have it in front of me right now. When they did that, I don't think people realized that they were removing the protection, they were removing the discipline, and they were removing the unity uh, between, especially uh, black homes, black communities, and things like that. So when you think about the black family, when you remove the black man, I wouldn't say some people don't see the black man as a head, whatever you got have going on in your home to each his own. But I'm just gonna say, for lack of a better term, the head of the household, then it's just left on the woman to do everything. And so this is what induces a lot of stress, a lot of unbalance and a lot of chaos that you see and a lot of um, unbalanced children, right? They're dealing with different emotions, um, different hormone levels and all of this because the natural, the natural balance has been removed. I mean, the head has literally been removed out of that household. So I don't think that people look at it that way. And times have really changed as well. So you have some people who just have same sex um, households as well. So in their particular case, it wouldn't matter. Right. But we're talking about for those heterosexual families, when you remove that head, then who's going to help you in partnership with those children? Because as we all know, especially those who have kids, it's not an easy task if you're doing it right. So I think you really hit a sound point with that. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and listen, let me um, let me say this, too. Um, I'm going to mention three words to you. Um, uh, family child services. Um, you know, once they get involved, you know, as far as like what the families are concerned, um, for the most part, uh, you know, some people may see that as a form of, um, you know, of a great deal and balancing and, you know, but you can't go back to the same people that had had us in slavery for the last past 400 years for answers. I mean, point blank, you know, these are the same people that make up the laws, the same people that pass bills. You know, um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna throw something out there to you. Um, there was a survey that came out in 2019. Um, per ratio, uh, there were 268 black men uh, per 100,000 that was locked up in jail. Okay, uh, matter of fact, no, let me go back. Okay, 2019, actually, that was the white people. Okay, it was two. Listen to this real good. 268 white people per uh, white men per a hundred thousand white men were put in jail. So you got a hundred thousand. Okay, you got two hundred sixty-eight of them put in jail. You know what the ratio was for black men put in jail in the in in two thousand nineteen? It? it was two thousand two hundred and seventy-two. Okay, per a hundred thousand. So, so to my point is this: 
Okay, you 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 know you got kids, you know, people get married, and you got a system called um, you know, called child support. You don't pay child support, you know, you gotta pay for the the system even makes black men even pay to see their kids. If you don't, here it is, you're going in jail. That's another way of, of another tactic of getting a black man incarcerated. Okay, and it's very easy, okay, because they know that you know, black men are very sexually active, you know, that goes back to in the time of slavery, you know, as far as the buck breaking and stuff like that. But we were actually weaned and we were actually bred actually to make kids, not to say that making kids is wrong because the Bible says be fruitful and multiply. That's what we're supposed to do. Okay. But as far as anything, you know, child services, okay, when they actually came into, into a form, okay, they actually were more against Okay, the black family structure than more for the black family structure. They were the ones that allowed and put in the rules to say and, and, and kind of marginalized and said, if you don't do this, black man, this is where you're going to end up at right here in jail. Any kind of form to get us out of the household and incarcerated. So now you got uh, young black men looking up and now they got to go visit their dads in jail. And that takes away time. That takes away the discipline. That takes away the structure. That takes away time because you can't get time back. If you locked up in jail in and out all your life, okay, for 15, 25 years or maybe 10 years, that takes away time from the family structure, okay, which kids, they're at a very vulnerable age and they're very at a very vulnerable state where they need to get at that state, okay, of birth. Why do you think they put the system in right at birth? If you don't do this, you don't pay child support because they put it right at the age where the kids need the dads the most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Put it after the child is 18 years old, after you raise the kid, then we'll put that into play. But right at the time when the kid needs that dad the most to keep him off the streets, keep him off drugs, keep him from gang violence, teach him, you know, how to maneuver in the society, keep him away from certain things, build certain things. They did that and they put that right at the age of when a child is born. And most people don't even catch that. Oh, yeah. Just like they don't catch the fact that, that you're not allowed to have a man living with you if you're on public housing. I think that was the most ridiculous thing that I ever heard growing up. And the fact that so many women ran to sign up for it. Right. So um, as a grown person, you shouldn't allow another grown person to dictate who you're seeing and who you're with and who's head of your household or who's your partner, better right. said. Um, it's just it's just a weird thing that people are still allowing this to happen, right? Just right. because they need assistance, just because they're low income. So um, that it within itself should say a lot. That should be very eye opening to so many people who may themselves be on public housing. And that's right. not to degrade anyone that is on it. It's to say, are you really going to sacrifice your love life? Are you really going to sacrifice? the um, discipline and the memories that you and your family could be making with the ones that you love just to get public housing. That's a right. serious question that I have yeah. for everyone that's going to watch this show. And yeah. if you're upset, comment below. If you understand where I'm coming from, comment below. It doesn't make me any difference. I said what I said and I feel the way I feel. I felt this way since I was a teenager. Right. It to me is mind blowing that grown adult women, black women specifically, actually running herds for this kind of thing it's, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous right right i got it look i got another one for you three three words too child abuse hotline okay and here it is this is another thing who 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 disciplines their kids more than black people who discipline their kids more than black people okay You're you know sort of and, only. 
at the table at Walmart. You know, it's just certain things that we just don't allow our kids to get away with more so than white Americans. White Americans have their kids, you know, and and, and stretched out in the aisle. Okay, stressed out now, blowing bubbles and screaming and yelling, using profanity at them all day long. And the only thing they're going to do is to say, hey, hey, little Becky, time out now. Oh, time out now. They're not going to physically, they're not going to physically discipline their kids. I'm not saying bludgeon your kid. You know who's going to be affected more? It's going to be our communities, right? right. I'm so not all saying- these laws and rules are targeted to, to really push you into a corner and say, you know what? Come on, go with me. Right. <laughs> Right, right. And again, who disciplines their kids more than more than uh more than black Americans? I would have to probably say equally Latinas and Latinos. I've right. seen it. Right. Well, I mean that they are brothers and sisters, you know. So when yeah. I talk about blacks, I'm talking about across the spectrum, West Indians as well, too, Caribbeans, West Indians, you know, uh Dominicans as well, too. So right. you know, in, in contrast, that rule was really written in for us. You know, it's an underlying rule that's written in for us. Another tactic also for your kids, who gives their kids a 24-hour hotline, okay, for you to actually call and say, if your parents are yelling at you in a way that's making you discomfortable, okay, making discomfort, there's a 24-hour hotline where you can reach out to us and you can actually get your parent arrested. Who puts stuff like that? That's another way of getting our people locked up in jail as well, too. Blacks and, you know, and and and, and that goes up under the noses of our people as well, too, because, again, you know, we don't put our kids in timeout. We learned that from white America, point blank. I don't care what nobody say. We learned that from white America. Okay, back in the 60s no, and back no, in the 40s. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, because you're going to make a good point. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Back in the 60s and back in the 70s, uh, I, excuse me. I hey, listen. I was fortunate enough to be raised in a two-parent household. Uh, my dad didn't put me in timeout. He told me uh, uh, I got time for three minutes when I come in here and whip your whip your tail. Okay, uh, I got time enough. Okay, to eat my food. Okay, but it was deserving for the most part, you know. And it brought about a certain kind of love and fear and respect that I still have for my dad for today because. It gives you a balance of whether to go left and it gives you a balance whether to go right. Because if you know if you step over that line, there's going to be some consequences, okay, involved, okay, namely pain. Mm-hmm. Lots of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Seriously. I, I love the point you made. And I was going to say, you know, I find it ironic that now we have this whole parent hotline or kid hotline or whatever they call it, um, which is fine because some kids actually need it. And I don't want to like, dismiss that there are really people out here parents that are literally abusing their children so i don't want to trigger anybody with that because i understand that really that's a thing it really does happen but we're talking about those cases for parents who are simply disciplining their children in a in a reasonable way and the children are taking advantage of that and i find it ironic that they have created a system and they were the ones whipping our asses. Okay, we were tied to trees, you know. Um, they were they were tearing black men apart, one horse on one end, one horse on the other. You know, um, guys, I I don't know. I, I could go on and go. On. I mean, I just don't even want to get this deleted, so I'll just stop there. But you guys can do your own research. I find yeah. it ironic that they're the ones that's putting in these uh, laws and things like that, and they were the main ones whipping everybody. Right. Mamas, daddies, aunties, uncles, everybody could get it. So, um, you know, but we've come a long way. I definitely have to pay homage and respect to people who have paved the way, not just black people. Now, we have friends in other races who have 
held our hands together. They sang with us together in these studios on the street. They marched. They tore up stuff with us, too. We just saw that in 2020 um, that there's other people in other races. They get it. They see all the damage that has been done to our culture. They're starting to wake up and see that it's this perpetual um, innate feeling that some white people have where they feel like they just have to they have to control us. They have to control the level of music that we're listening to, the volume. They have to control what we wear. They have to control, you know, where we go. We can't walk into our own communities that we're sharing with them because they feel like we're an outsider coming over to like scope out the scene to steal something. So I've seen it all. Right. Being at home in year 2020, I was able to see a lot, a lot of inconsistencies. I can see a lot of racism. I can see a lot of Karenism. I can see a lot going on in that year that I could not see when I was busy working every single day. So um, I know now that a lot of races used to complain and say, oh, they're talking, they're, they're, they're playing the same song, like this victimizing tone. No, this is a real situation. A lot of black men are still targets in 2022. Of course, of course. Different, di hey, listen, a uh, 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 different day still same agenda. You know, they just do it in a little bit more uh, of a underlying fashion um, that they, and, and, and that's a war tactic. That's an old war tactic where you got to take the stronghold out of, you know, uh, uh, out of the, the, the palace, okay, in order to control uh, everything else. Because, you know, the more that you keep people in darkness, that's the more that you can control them and you can control the narrative. Uh, Bill of Rights, you know, the amendments is nothing but controlling the narrative of what you do. And let me say this, if black people, if, if, if they think that, okay, if they think that you're, if, if you think that you have a right to do whatever you want to, and you're not controlled, okay, by a society, okay, that we live in, you're sadly mistaken. All right, what do you think they put in amendments for? What do you think they put in Bill of Rights for? They come up with rules where you can't discipline your kids. You know, they come up with rules where dad, black dads, you got to pay a tab now called child support just to see your kids and marginalize. You can stop at a light, your license suspended. Now you end up incarcerated. Now you're part of the system now. You know, so, I, you know. What's some it, advice? I don't mean to interject, but what's no, some there's, a lot of, there's a lot of families going through that where the system has now put into place child support and it's literally created a rip between the mom and the kids versus the father. The father wants to be with his kids, but he's like 10, 11, $12,000 in debt with child support. The mom's tripping because she still wants to be with him. He doesn't want to be with her anymore, but he also is in debt. It's like, it's a never ending cycle of drama. Right, right. People, right. The person who loses is that child or those children. So what's some advice to a mom and dad that are trying to co-parent successfully the mom needs financial help. We can't negate that. The father's not making enough to, you know, catch up to his payments. What's the best advice in that situation? Uh, counseling. Uh, uh, if, if, if you can get some sort of, if you can get some sort of counseling um, as far as uh, what to do, um, you know, how to mentally, you know, handle the situation because it's all about emotions as well too. And it's oh. all about, you know, how you departed, you know, from one another. If it's a case where, you know, um, you know, you had some kind of irreconcilable, you know, differences between one another. Um, you know, he had infidelity problems. She had infidelity problems as well, too. Um, if that's the case, of course, that's going to anger not only the man, but that's going to anger the woman as well, too. So now you got 
you know, you're going into divorce court, you know, you're separating from one another and you're mad as hell. You know what I'm trying to say? You're mad as hell. You're still carrying that luggage of, I, you know, I'm not going to let him get away with that. You know, he slept with my best friend, Bonquisha, you know, and then the man is saying the same thing. You know, hell, you know, she was, you know, at work, you know, sleeping with a co-worker, you know, all them years, you know. So it's, it's an emotional anger thing, you know, that you're carrying on, you know, for the rest of your life. You know, so my thing is in, in any couple that's married, get righteous counseling before you make a move like that and open up to one another and be honest with one another. Tell each other what you want, what you need, and if it's not working out, it's just not working out. You want to you want to depart as smooth as possible. You want to depart ways as smooth as possible. And if it's a case where you have to be more empathetic, okay, with the person at hand that you were with, especially if there's kids involved. You don't want to, here it is, you know, you were together once as a team. Everything was smooth at one point. I'm pretty sure everything just wasn't, you know, just wasn't rough from the gate, okay? So you got to you, you, you want to part, you know, as smooth as possible because it could be a point where the man, you know, is, 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 is non-beneficial and non-productive to you Okay, to just get even with this guy, okay, because now he's with your best friend. And, you know, I can't, if I can't have it. She ain't gonna have it. You know, that's being personal. <laughs> you know, what about the kids? That's usually what it's about, too. I mean, look at the whole Kim Kardashian and Kanye West situation. They're going through a divorce right now. It seems like after reading a few articles, Kanye don't even care about whether or not she's dating somebody. He was more concerned that don't sell our assets that we built together <laughs> any type of investments that they had together he's like you can you are not allowed to sell that until we get this divorce properly legally and i know what's mine and you know what's yours so man it's getting nasty right because every, every right because every marriage isn't going to work out i mean let's just put it out there every marriage you know every you know um everybody isn't for you know everyone isn't for everybody you know yes. so you try you know, you try to make it work. And if you can just dissolve everything, you know, again, if you can dissolve everything and, you know, pretty much, you know, be at a at a, at a standstill way, you know, you still have a little bit of love for the man to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to put you through that. I know, you know, what the child welfare system going to do. You know, if you miss a payment, chances are you're going to end in court. You know, uh, you're going to wind up in jail. You may lose your job. You're going to end up in jail. Next thing you know, you know, your kid, you know. And see, that subconsciously does something, you know, to kids when they got to go visit their dads in jail. You know, it lowers right. their self-esteem. Uh, so now, of course, now wait, you wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. What if you give this person an opportunity to pay the child support? They choose not to pay it. They made a choice because they're mad because you don't want to be with them anymore. What's your advice on that? That happens every day. And that's that, that's foolishness. That you know what? That's foolishness. Um, and you know that's just being very vindictive and that's being very immature and childish. You know, um, if it's a, you know, if you're not out there taking care of your kids in any kind of shape, form or fashion, you know, the best way that you can, um, it's no excuse for that. You know, um, you can go get your kid. You can take them outside for a walk you can exercise them. You know, if you're not working, if you're unemployed, there are many other ways that you can show support, you know, to your kids, you know, mentally it doesn't always have to be financially, because at the end of the day, when we leave this earth, we're not taking nothing with us. You know, um, right. well, you know, especially right now with inflation going on. I don't know if you've been grocery shopping, Arthur Frank, but ooh, it's, getting, yeah. it's getting real out here in these streets. OK, oh, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm spending a bill. So oh, it's like and that's that's just saying it modestly. So seriously, though, I mean, what what is a man or a woman to do in a situation where they're stuck with a, a cold parent who is not wanting to pay child support? Like 
you end up being the villain because you're just trying to get what you need to take care of your children, right? Absolutely. Let me tell you something. You're absolutely, let me tell you something. You are absolutely correct in what you just said. Um, that goes back to, again, that goes back to, again, um, you have to do things as smooth as possible. Um, let's start from the beginning. If you got two couples, if you got two couples that are having differences in, um, you know, in a marriage, um, right away, it should be some kind of counseling that you can relate to, you know, that you can relate to. To try to straighten things out, even if things don't work out, you don't want to leave a relationship, you know, wanting to, you know, wanting the worst, you know, for that person. And like you just said, okay, you said, well, what if the person is giving chance after chance after chance after chance? You know, um, I think that incarceration is very extreme. You know, I think that incarceration <laughs> is very extreme. It is. You're right. You're right. It is. Right. You know, um, chances are, you know, look, if you if you got someone out there making two hundred thousand dollars a year and he's not, you know, supporting his kids in no kind of financial manner, um, then then shame on him. You know, shame on him. You know, um, you know, but you got you, you know, you have black men out here. You know, we got it just as bad as anybody else out here. Um, but there are many ways that you can show support, you know, to your kids. You know, if, I'm pretty sure if you held up a dollar bill in front of your kid face or a hundred dollar bill, I, I'm going to say a dollar bill because hell, and you held up a dollar bill in front of your kid's face and you say, okay, well, this weekend, where do you want this dollar bill or what do you want to go see daddy? Nine times out of 10, they're going to want to say they're going to want to see their dad. You know, I don't so. Know. These, these kids these days going to take the dollar. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I know what you're saying, though. It's all about. <laughs> hey, look. That was the reason why I changed the, the I was gonna say a hundred dollar bill, you know, than a you know than a right. dollar bill. That's why I you had to make it more realistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think, gonna take that hundred dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, anything about how many video games they can buy with that with that hundred dollar bill, you know, but you have to support your kids. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. know, some shape, form, or fashion, you, you have to support your kids. You know, um, you can't emotionally no, wait, wait, wait. I want to interject again. I'm so sorry, but for the black men, I would say there's been a drastic change from then, back then, to now. You remember how black men, they took care of all their kids. They worked hard. Oftentimes, the woman stayed at home, cooked, clean, yada, yada, yada. Now, it seems like those roles have reversed. We've done literally a 180-degree switch. Now, the woman is working, cleaning, taking care of kids, and the man is working if he can find a job. And you know what I'm saying? No offense, black men, but that's how it's looking nowadays. That's the difference between then and now. Can you speak to that? No, no, you're absolutely. Let, let me say this, right? You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. You know, um, and then again, you know, you can't, I mean, look, you, you can't in its entirety, you know, you can't, you know, you can't in its entirety, you know, um, throw everything, you know, at black men as far as like, you know, the support and stuff like that, because some black men, they haven't had a decent upbringing themselves. You know, you have a lot of black men out here that don't know what it is to be a real man. Okay, point blank, they let society, they let the, and, and and these kids today, they're letting the internet. And the result of what? Of single parent households, or do you think and, just making poor decisions? Which one or both? All of the above. All, all all of the above. You know, um, you know, you have women out here, and again, again, you know, to women's credit, you know, you have women out here that's doing the best that they can. You know, by raising you know young men, you know, and young women. Um, you know, they're doing the best they can. Some of them are doing a superb job, 
you know, um, with the help of sometimes, you know, you may have your dad or you may have your granddad and your kid may go visit them on the weekends. And now they've shown the balance, okay, of what a real man, you know, what a real man is. And, you know, they're taking care of your kids. Okay, he needs a man in his life, help him box, help him make decisions, you know. But at the same time, also, you know, um, you know, you have a lot of women out here that's struggling and raising, you know, young men. You know, you have a lot of women out here, you know, that's struggling and raising these young men. Um, now the man is only learning one side of life. He's seeing mommy put on lipstick and makeup in the mirror and he doesn't have that balance, you know, to show him, okay, what a real man is, what's his job, what's his roles, what's his natural, you know, makeup, you know, to be a man. And that's, that's where the confusion comes in at right there. So, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, um, it's a dysfunction, you know, it's a dysfunction, you know, in the household, you know, where it is that you need that balance. It's like Nana Harris just said, you need that balance. Okay, whereas that a woman, you know, her role, okay, is to do certain things, even going back to biblical times, you know, her role is to do certain things. And we step out of that natural balance and we step out of that natural order. You have chaos, okay? In comes the enemy. Hey, listen, this isn't the way you do it. This is the way you do it. Okay, this is the way we want you to do it. So, you know, speaking, you know, uh, 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 you know, historically speaking and statistically speaking, um, it never works out for us to our benefit when we have someone else, okay, setting the standard, okay, for us what to do, okay, teaching our kids. How do you have a European? Let me let me print off this right here. Let me model off this right here. How do you have a European teaching Black history? Could listen, you? listen. I've said this so many times, so many times, at the schools that my daughters attend. I've said this. I've said this directly to their faces. It's impossible. And, you know, that's the reason why real history is not being taught today, because you have this European twist, uh, this fantasized, glamorized version of what history was about. And that's just not the truth. Right. And again, I got another question. You know, how do you how, how do you allow um, a people that make up the same bills and amendments to tell you how to parent your household. And these are the same people that still go by the laws and the amendments that enslaved our people at the same time too. Don't you think that we should know how to parent our own kids more so than the same people who's writing up the amendments that's against us and that has been against us? I'm not gonna go, listen, I'm gonna tell you like this, okay? And this goes out to white Americans as well too. I don't expect you to go to a black psychologist to get your family in order. I don't expect you to do that. Why should I get mad? Okay, at you going to a um an Irish okay psychologist or an Italian okay psychologist, or you want to go to a Russian or a psychologist in England. I'm not mad at you because why? Because you can relate to that. Why should I get mad at a black man when uh you know you got you know uh, uh, Jennifer Slosky okay that's going to a psychologist called uh, Norman Slosky? Okay, why should I get mad at that? It's the and same. I think it's that the problem is, I didn't mean to interject, is the fact no, that we're fine. not thinking. We are not thinking. We're starting right. to wake up, you know, like a newborn baby right. where they start opening up their eyes and looking around. There That's the stage where African-American communities in America are at now. We're opening right. our eyes. We can't see the big picture yet. We have no idea what's right. been going on. Right. Some of us, right. not all of us, and the ones that know exactly what's going on, we're labeled as crazy conspiracy theories until it actually happens until what we've been saying comes to light. Right. And let me hit you with this too. You're absolutely correct in what you just said. And let me hit you with this too. 
Contrary to belief, I'm going to tell you like this. You know, you may have a lot of people that may disagree with me. The reason why we we still in that mindset, okay, the, the reason why you still think that going to uh, Becky, you know, Becky Simmons, okay, on Park Avenue is a better way, okay, to relate to your kids, um, you know, and in a better way to get uh, solutions for your black kids, okay, is because that's a slave condition, a slave mentality. Uh -huh. You're looking at them like they're the people that's supposed to give you the answers. They're the people that's showing you how to dress, what to put in your mouth, what to feed your kids with, how to dress your kids, what they should wear on TV. So, well, so now I reckon I go get that Gucci belt and that YSL cologne. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Right. Who, who's setting the fashion standards, the beauty standards, the educational standards, the family norms? Like, it's not us. I mean, now we are. As a culture, we are the rhythm of the world. We know that. But I'll say who's calling the shots is not us. Right. Absolutely. And, and says, I was going to read with a comment that the. Well, that, I'm sorry. I apologize. Says, a lot of today's systems are targeted to rip the man out of the household. We just touched on that, Shatisha. We're talking about public housing. The enemy is very strategic at targeting the man knowing he is the head, especially black men. Boom. We just said that. So right. I know we're in alignment. She, I look, agree. Shatisha hit it. She hit it. She yep. hit it. Dead. She hit it dead on the nail. And, and and let me say this too. A lot of times people think that that's like a lot of propaganda. Oh, that's just, you know, that's just you and, you know, take that black stuff and go. So let me tell you something. Okay. Are we forgetting about the crack era, the heroin era? What do you think all of that Which stuff? Was not long ago at all. I mean, that right. was just the internet. Right. What do you think all of that stuff was all about, you know, as far as making a drug, as far as putting it in the black community so we can pit each other against each other? Now, bring it up to 2022. OK, it's no more. Look, let me hit you with this right here. Right. It used to be a time. It used to be a time, Danny, when you we would go into banks um, in the late. Um, uh, 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 we were going to the banks in the late 1800s and early 1900s. We had our own segregated communities. Okay, yeah. it was all about us. They would give us a family loan. You go in the bank now and ask for a loan. You know what a loan is, is consists of now? An individual loan. And people don't catch that right there. So what they're saying is that it's no more unity no more. You get your own loan. You're an individualist now. You don't need that man no more. You don't need that black man. All you need is credit is bad. And guess what? Our culture is the only culture where they push that narrative. If you guys really pay attention, really, truly, in the rap music, on right. TV, I mean, in everyday slang, that right. is targeted to our black women. Now, black women, I'm, you do what you want to do. Right. Listen, you may not even like men. I'm not yeah. to each his own or her own. I'm simply saying for those who still have this, that heterosexual setup in them, right. Right. don't think that you can do anything by yourself. I'm going to say, I said this two years ago, and I'm going to say it again today on my show. You can do anything by yourself, but who wants to do it by themselves? You're not designed to be alone. I'm not telling you to just go get the first time bigger Harry that you see. Obviously, vet them, date them, get to know them, and be um, be a little slow about sleeping with these people because sometimes you get attracted to what they have down below before you figure out what's going on up here and what's, what's going on here. Because if they don't have this and this together, then all you're getting is crazy pennies. <laughs> That's it. You're getting right. crazy pennies. Right. If I can just be honest with you and you don't want that. So these people can sometimes turn into stalkers or they can just be dead weight. You don't want right. that. And that's the reason why you get this bad taste in your mouth about black men, because you slept with them too quickly or that person lied to you because there's a lot of snakes out here, both men and women. 
not just black either. We're talking about this is a global thing. This is a global united situation. You just need to take your time, ask the necessary questions to get to know these people, hang around their people to figure out, okay, if their people are, are cool and calm and collected, uh, well-mannered individuals, then maybe this person is okay and keep testing that theory. Don't just be so quick to just sleep with someone because that's how we, we create what's called uh, soul ties with people. And that's how we end up getting pregnant by some of these individuals. And then there, here comes child support. Here comes public housing and everything else we're talking about today on this show. You're right. So just yeah, you're absolutely correct. And, and, and look, let me say this. Let me say this, too. Right. Nine times, nine times out of ten. And, and, and go back to what I said earlier. You know, it used to be a time when you used to you know, have a kid that was in high school or junior high school and they was attracted to someone. You know, um, where, you know, as a parent, you would have your older sister or you would have maybe a neighbor that you can trust chaperone kids. And that word chaperone, I'm going to throw that out there. You would have your neighbor or you would have your older brother or sister chaperone, okay, your brother or sister, okay, on, or your kids, okay, on a date. They don't even have, they don't even have that anymore in society anymore where you have, you know, people chaperone a brother and sister chaperone, you know, kids and taking them to the movies and stuff like that. Look, I'm gonna tell you like this. Um, I look, I grew up in Brooklyn Farragut Projects, and I'm gonna tell you, my dad was hard, man. My dad was a discipline. My dad still, he's still like that to this day. You know, um, we weren't allowed in my parents. Hey, listen, we weren't, I wasn't allowed in my parents' um bedroom. You know, if I had anything to say, they would they they would say, stand right there by the door, okay, and say what you gotta say. And this is this is Ooh, fact. Let me pause you, let me pause you. So, do you think the respect in black families has decreased from then to now? Oh, absolutely. A absolutely. And going back, let me say this, going back. OK, going back to that man. OK, going back to that man again. OK, look, men, men have a natural men have a natural prowess about themselves and they have a natural aura about themselves. Our voices is heavier. We have more muscle tone on our body. So automatically, if you're in the household, a kid nine times out of ten, is gonna have some kind of reluctance to come against that a little kid against a grown man so so you know whenever a kid is with the mom you know nine times out of kid nine times out of ten a kid know how they can get over on a mom a mom a little bit more passive a mom is a little Every bit day. more right a little, a little bit more in touch with the kids emotions and and stuff like that but when it comes to that dad that dad just like two-way street no and yes yes and no and the dad is always normally nine times out of ten that last option that you go to when a woman is out of all options she go right i'm calling your dad okay right. wait till your dad get home okay you don't want to listen to me well you're gonna to have to listen to your dad so as far as respect goes yes absolutely yes and that goes back to the two-parent household you got a lot of kids you got a lot of kids and you got a lot of men out here that haven't tasted that they haven't been nurtured with that. So you have two parent households. And so you have a man and a woman that meet, okay, nine times out of 10, that man, okay, if he's been raised by another man and another woman, nine times out of 10, that's going to be a good man because he comes from a, a well-disciplined family and he's not going to let nothing happen to you because this, he got to say, look, my parents are still together. This is what I want for you and I right here. Let's work things out. I'm not trying to say stand in an abusive marriage. A man is abusing you physically. You get the hell up out of there. You get the hell up out of there as quick as you can. If a man is abusing you mentally, you get the hell up out of there as quick as you can. Okay, I'm not. So can I pause you on that? So there are a lot of women who have experienced both mental and physical abuse, and that's, that's why a lot of black women 
are choosing to just be to themselves. Number one, they're fearful. Number two, they can't trust anyone. What's some advice going to our black women on how to deal with this? And also, what's some advice to our black men who may be experiencing these episodes of rage? You know, they're not being able to control their emotions. Um, and so they're lashing out. Hey, listen, again, again, and, and this may sting a little bit. Um, key word is counseling. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to Dr. Finkelbaum, you know, to counsel me on anything. I got black man problems. I need a black man to counsel me. Okay, um, I'm I'm just not gonna do it um, because you don't really know what goes on into a black. That's like me sending, you know, a, a, a rabbit into a lion's den and expect him to survive. You know, I mean, it's just because he won't be able to relate to your struggles, your day to day. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's one of the things right there, Danny. Okay, where our people fail to realize. Okay, is that you can't go, you can't, you you can't go to a supermarket, you can't go to a, a chicken store expecting to buy fish. Impossible, totally impossible. So, so you can't do that. So my thing is, is that counseling plays a major part. You know, again, like I was saying, um, you got to screen a lot of men a lot better, just like men got to screen women a lot better. You know, who you came from, who your family, who's your dad. Who's your mom? You know, where did it come from? You know, do they got mental issues? You know, um, you know, do you do you suffer from hypertension? Um, do you got seriously? Health? No, does diabetes run in your family? Yeah, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. You know, severe major depression. We don't have. Right. I just don't feel like enough of us are having those type of conversations and then we end up with people that we don't understand or they become abusive over time they were always abusive we just didn't know right right because you didn't want to have the proper conversation with them um and if a man and if a man really loves you and if he really cares about you and then vice versa as well too if a, if a woman likes you she likes you the only thing a woman wants is the truth that's just it come tell me you know you 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 take medication for adhd tell me you know, you suffer from bipolar. Or you take medication because you have HIV. Let's talk about right. that. Right, absolutely. Because there's right. so many STDs running rampant in all communities, but right. also in the black community because we made STDs this conversation that does not need to be had because it's, it's, it's embarrassing or whatever you want to label it, but it's still necessary to have. Right, right. Very right. necessary. You're right. Let me tell you something. You Let me tell you something. You are absolutely correct. You know, again, it's that word. It, again, it, it's that word. <laughs> Not say do a resume on people. That's true. You need to do your background checks, ladies. You know how much of an investigator you become when you think your man is cheating. You need to be like that up front when you're getting to know these guys, and vice versa with these ladies. Look at all of their social media profiles. Do a background check on them and see how their name pulls up on Google because everything you need to know is going to be right there. Right. You don't look, let me say this, right? You don't, you know, it depending on what depending on what you depending on what you want, you know, um, you know, every, you know, everybody has different tastes. You know, I can't speak for everybody, you know, and I can't, you know, I can't push, you know, what I want on someone else. You know, um, you 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 may see <laughs> social media, that's something we're gonna get to in about five minutes. You may see a woman on social media that's a businesswoman, you know, nice, you know, very well spoken. Um, you know, someone that goes to work every day and, you know, if you're of a like mind, you like, wow, she's a really good match on paper for me. You know, let me get to know her. But then again, you can see her on another video. She could be twerking. She could be at a club, popping bottles, got five and six guys, two, one in the back, but two on the side, one in the front. She's sitting, she's smiling, she's having a good time. 
So, you know, that's somebody, me personally, that's somebody that's just not for me. You know, that's somebody that's just not for me, you know. Um, you know, but at the same time also, you know, uh, people are gonna show you who they are within time. You know, um, you, you, you want that person, you know, that's gonna match, okay, and come to the table and match what you have. Look, let me tell you something. If if look, if you got if if you got three and I got two, together we got five. Okay. Right. Um, if I got five and you got zero, it's a problem. It's a problem. I think, I think it's important to get with someone who's uh, mentally mature as you are. Because if you get with someone who doesn't understand life yet, or at least understand it to the level of which you're living your life and doing things, operating, paying your bills, uh, staying healthy, taking care of your kids if you have any. Things like that or when you what you choose and decide to call a turn up or having a good time, maybe not be the same is what they're calling a turn up again, you know, having a good time. So you need to figure all this stuff out. But in terms of black families, would you say that black families are um, especially during the holidays? Do you think that they're less unified than they were back in the day? Or more unified today. Um, you want to know something? Actually, um, I think the pandemic, you know, during this three-year stretch of the two and a half years of, the, of this pandemic, it started in 1999. That's why it's called COVID-19 because it started in 2019. So I think, yeah, I think that during this stretch, um, I think that actually, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't celebrate, you know, calendar holidays, but okay, to your point. Um, I think that actually it, it may be safe to say that, um, you know, blacks, Hispanics, uh, uh, you know, across the board, you know, uh, uh, North American Indians, Haitians, Dominicans, you know, Caribbean people. I think that we actually became closer, you know, during this pandemic. And one thing I did do and I did a mental survey is that we began to take care of ourselves and start taking health a little bit more serious. And yep. to add to your point. I think that everyone amongst us, okay, black families, I think that it has taught us to be a little bit more uh, 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 respectful and a little bit more conscious of life, of living, okay? Because look, let me tell you something. It used to be a time when you can reach out to someone and you can ask about someone, hey, is 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 Denise, it, 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 how's Denise doing? Now, it's a is denise still around so exactly. that goes to show you right there the things a thing called one word called life we took that for granted three years ago so now i think that blacks are a little bit more together and loving one another and not taking life so much for granted anymore so anytime danny when you can get together with your family during any time of the year I think that the most I've been dropping so many people within the last two and a half years, so many people have been checking out on us. I think that is has actually scared us and forced us, okay, into being unified a little bit more and reaching out and saying, damn, I love you. You know, right. <laughs> you still, you picking That's up the phone. I love you. Let's have this gift. Because before this happened, everybody was so busy. They were either busy with work, with busy with school, busy with family, meaning like they had kids, busy in their relationships, all of that. Now people are checking in. They're making sure that you're good. They're making sure their grandmas are good. Their moms and dads are good. So it's a beautiful thing to see, but it's a shame it took something like this for it to happen. Right.
Right, right. And 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 during and look during this whole during this whole COVID uh, during this cold uh, COVID uh, epidemic. Um, I shouldn't have said that so much, but I don't think they're gonna shut you down during this whole during the whole <laughs> yeah during this whole pandemic. Um, it 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 served as a lot, you know, for us. It made us think as a people and start to rethink certain things. You know, as far as the way society is structured, the way society is against us, the way society, you know, is non-productive and non-beneficial towards us. You know, because everybody's not a fool. You know, Ooh, a, a, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait. Let's talk about the massive, um, what do you want to call it, moment where everybody started quitting their jobs in 2020 and 2021. Either they got laid off in 2020, but in, when 2021 came, people voluntarily left jobs back to back to back because people started realizing what their worth finally right they reassessed right. their worth right and you had look and black businesses rose from 12 percent all the yep. way up to 35 percent okay yep. during the time of the pandemic okay because now we're sitting home and we're thinking about how to survive because we're survivalists okay we're survivalists you know um Hey, listen, uh, 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 Joey. We started Joey, realizing these corporations could let us go, and then what? Right, Joey Brady ain't the only one that you can drop him off in the woods someplace, and he know how to make a damn raft. Okay, right. we don't know how to, you know, he know how to make a tent. Okay, hey, listen, you drop, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 Travis Leroy Williams. Okay, somewhere in the hood, you know, somewhere in the, in, in the woods someplace. Oh, he gonna learn how to survive because we're surviving. Okay, for sure. Right, right. Well, I wanted to ask you another question too, uh, just to wrap everything up or bring it closer to wrapping up. Um, about there's so many, there's still a lot of black men who make less than average necessary income in the US to survive. That's right. part of the problem right there with a lot of relationships for when it comes to black uh, families because you do need money to survive here in America. You need it, there's no doubt you need it, you need it to. Put gas in your car you need it for groceries you need it to go, every now and then go out and have a good time you need it for mental sanity so i want to ask you how do you feel that uh the amount of money that's being paid to majority black men now this is not like a small fraction this is a majority of black men only get paid roughly 20 to twenty-two thousand per year how do you think that affects the black families today versus how black men worked on their own you know I guess sharecropping their own fields and plantations and things like that. How does it compare then versus now? Uh, more, more. We're, we're more controlled. Everything is a little bit more. Um, just like um, a young lady, Shatisha Diggs had a, a, a show um, last uh, week and she interviewed me. Um, it, 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 everything is just more controlled now because of taxes. So if if if, if you're if you're forced. Okay, what America doesn't do is this, and I know you got to go in a little while. What, what what America doesn't do is this. They don't teach us to go to school anymore to open up our own business. That's one thing they don't do. They teach us to go to school for four years, for six years, for eight years, okay, to work under corporate America. They don't teach us to go to school, okay, to open up your own business for your own community. They don't do that. They teach you to get a trade. They teach you to learn a profession. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to work for a certain corporation, okay, for 20, maybe 25 years, and then you're going to, you know, then you're going to retire. But when we were sharecropping, the answer to your point right there, when we were sharecropping, we had our own business, we were thinkers back then. That's the reason why 
back in the 80s and I think up to the 90s, they took out that shop class, okay, called trade class in high schools because you had black kids that was learning wood shop. You had black kids that was learning about engineering in high school and they were coming out, opening up their own businesses. So now here it is in the year 2000 and in the late 90s, injection of college, okay, inside the high schools where you went straight from high school to college, okay, just to get in depth into their system. But if you got a young man that's going back, probably your, your dad or your grandfather can tell you about this, Danny, okay, when they were going to school back in the day, okay, they were learning a trade already in a high school. Oh, yeah, no, my already. grandfather worked on washers and dryers. He built his own shed in the back. It's a nice one, too, made out of concrete and steel. He did it with his own two hands. I watched him as a little girl. So, Definitely no, you're not making this up. And also, when we think about our great black inventors like Jerry Lawson, which you introduced me to, year 2020, did not know he was responsible for the uh, the interchangeable cartridge on the video system. So anybody who plays video games, Xbox, Sega, Nintendo, uh, thank Jerry Lawson. He is a black man that was raised in the projects with no college education. Okay. He started working for Silicon Valley, Valley way back in the day. So if it was not for him, we would not even have an advanced interchangeable cartridge video system. So we got to thank these hardworking black men who literally had nothing but their wits, right? And they put their common sense and logic together to make some things happen. So very and let me say one more thing too, Danny. No, what you're saying is absolutely beautiful, what you're saying. Uh, one more thing to your point, what you just said about black men making $20,000, $30,000. And the quick answer to that would be, you know, on a on another standpoint, you got black. Well, you know, get out and go and go to school and this and do this and this and that. You're giving them you're, you're, you're giving them societal, okay, and you're giving them the answers that white America has given us for the last past hundred years. Go to school. They're, they're standard. They're standard. Right. There right, you go. Right. Go to school. Get in debt. You know this and that. Look at me. I'm this. And I'm that. So my thing, my my thing is this. Okay, if you do have, if let's just say for instance that you have, and I know you got to go. I see time running out. If you do have a black woman in a household, okay, that's making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and your man is making, you know, thirty thousand. Okay, we got to coach each other. We got to be there for one another. Just don't look down on him because you went to school for eight years and you got a dual degree or you got three and four degrees. Who told you to look down on your black man? As far as I remember, we came over here. Them called slave ships together. Okay, right. they didn't have one slave ship for the black woman, another slave ship for the black man. No, we came over here together as a unit. Okay, and that's I, I think what a lot of people fail to realize. If you have somebody that's lacking in one area, it's your job, man or woman, to pull them up to where you're at. That's real love right there. You don't look down on somebody trying to take advantage and yell and scream. And now, what happens when you have a black male or woman who does not want to listen? You have a lot of relationships where one partner is pulling the weight not necessarily financially, but strategizing, making sure things happen. And the other person is just kind of like dragging their feet. What not for you. Go ahead. That person's not for you. That yeah. person, that, that person's not for you. If you gave the effort, if you gave the effort and you gave the time, okay, to pull that person up to where you're at. And if that person don't want to budge, that person's not for you. Okay. Every, every, everyone isn't for everybody. Like I always say, you know, and, 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 and one word, I'm going to say this. We un look, our people are some of the most undisciplined people on this damn planet. Definitely. Save, your, save your damn money. You don't got to go out and shop, okay, for every damn thing that you see on Ooh, reality. And, uh, hold on. And when you go out of town, especially out of the country, don't go all the way. Well, yeah, go to Paris and go shopping. But anyway, don't go to other countries and just go to the mall and right. then go sit at the beach. Like, 
do stuff that you normally would not, that you wouldn't even have an opportunity to do when you do go out of the country. And how do you go? And how and how do you go out of a country, okay, and do things in other places that you don't even do at home? I don't understand that. It's something psychologically is missing. You know, you 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 way over here in Dubai, you're doing and dressing a certain way, but when you get home, everybody start yelling and screaming at each other. I don't understand that. But you was just over in another country. You was sitting. You was in a temple. You was praying. You wore a headscarf. Wore a dress and loved it. But when you come home, I'm every N-word and yelling and screaming at me. You know, I don't get that cycle. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a certain level of stress that this country brings to people. Because depending on what their situation is, right? Their finances, their love life, whatever it is, it, it brings about a certain element of stress on people. And that's the reason why I think they resort back to being, you know, uh, lacking discipline, um, lacking any patience with their fellow man or woman. Whatever the situation is, I just think that when you're on vacation, that's your break from that. So you can really be who you would naturally be in an a unstressed state of mind. But when you go back to it, well, welcome back to the circus. Here we well, go. Look, look, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. If you're having problems, if you're having problems in your relationship, the, the same joy and the same happiness that you just took out to Dubai or you took out to Hawaii someplace. Why don't you just sit down and say, damn, what do we do here that was different that we're not doing back at the house? Let's quickly write it down. You know, you just put on a hula dress. You just put on this and that. You paraded in front of me. It's, all just all, it's all a state of mind. Literally, it's a state of mind. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. And, and, and again, you know, um, when I went back, when I was talking about the individuality, you go into a bank now. And they give you an individual loan. It wasn't Danny. It wasn't like that back in the back 18 in the and 1900s. It was a family loan. So now, literally what they tried to do is just separate, dice us up as much as possible. Yeah. Period. This, right. This my loan. This my house. Get out. And <laughs> and social media has created this this tone of oh I see this person doing this and now I feel depressed. Oh, I feel like I'm not doing this. I just had to have a conversation with somebody very close to me three days ago about this. And I had to explain to them that social media is exactly what it is. It's social media, meaning people are going to put their most elaborate photos, their most favorite, memorable moments, lovable moments between themselves and their partners or whatever they choose to share with the media stream. And it's going to give you a perception that is completely unrealistic. There's right. no way that you are going to be there to know when person A and B have arguments, when person A and B doesn't have money, when person A and B no longer has a job or that business loan didn't fall through, you know, or whatever your situation is, you're not going to see their failures. You're only going to see their highlights. So what we have to do, especially with the black community, is stop looking at other people's lives and comparing ourselves or in silent competition with people who don't even know you exist. We got to stop talking. Yeah. And that brings about, let me tell you like this, that brings about depression. Okay. Because when you can't measure up to it, because now you're looking at a certain woman, okay. On social, you're looking at a certain woman on an unreality show is unreality. You know, you're looking at a certain person, a certain woman or a certain man or a certain family, okay. On a reality show. And so now you're carrying that energy out into the world. 
So when you carry that energy out into the world, your expectations are unreal now. Your expectations, okay, you know, they're unreal and they can't be met because you're basing your whole structure and you're basing your whole way of thinking off of that family and off of that individual, okay, that's on that reality show. So when you can't meet those standards and you're not going to meet that man, okay, that has a, 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 a mansion in Georgia, okay, he has a fleet, okay, of Rolls Royces and a fleet, okay, of Bentleys, okay, that brings about a certain depression about yourself because like you said, a reality show is unreality. So a lot of times it brings about a certain depression when you meet a man that's out here, he's working hard, he got two jobs, he got... You know, he got his own. He got a car. He got a car to substandard. So your perception, okay, about life is what you just saw on that damn reality show. So now every man that you meet now, you're shooting them down. You're shooting down a lot of good men, okay, because your standards are about a damn reality show. Okay, now don't get it twisted, women, men, whomever. You guys have to keep your standards where you want them, but that also means don't go out there trying to find somebody that's a dope boy that goes getting throws in prison for four or five years for a 30, 30K charge because they carry that much weight in the trunk. Trust me, I know. So at the end of the day, we have to make our standards more reasonable. I mean, it needs to accommodate our true lifestyle. If you're living in an apartment, the rent is $800 per month, and you're walking around in red bottoms at $1,500, you may need to reprioritize your lifestyle. You may right. need to reconsider where your funds are going because legitimately you could be in a household, a nice house for $1,500 a month, uh, depending on which state you live in. So right. things like that, I think, especially for the black community, we, we have to definitely keep those type of things in mind that we need to know where we are currently, where we want to be and to find out what type of quality person we're dealing with. They're not defined on how much money they're making per se, but as long as they're doing what's right, and as long as they have a game plan to make more money, if that's what you desire in your relationship, then you're good to go and stay right. by their side, stay together, stick together. But I feel like the, where we mess up at a lot of times, especially in our generation and younger, is that we're literally looking for that life, that rock star lifestyle. Right. We want to be in that million dollar mansion. We want to live the life like Cardi B is living. Who doesn't? But realistically, a lot of people won't ever see that kind of money, even after, you know, even in our old age. I mean, in fact, your money goes down when you get older because then you switch over to the monthly uh, SSI checks if you qualify, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people, I, I think also that a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're, they're reaching for the untainable. You know, a lot of times people don't look at the blessings that you have already other than the blessings, you know, that you aspire to have. It's nothing wrong with aspiring for greatness. It's nothing wrong with that at all. You're supposed to shoot for that, okay? But if you are living a comfortable lifestyle, you know, everything is running smooth, like a smooth chain. You know, a lot of times it's not good to interrupt that flow. A lot of times it's not, hey, if you know that old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So a lot of times some things are just unattainable to some people. You know, where is that um, you're, you're, you're reaching and you're not happy with what you have already and having that discipline about yourself to say, if I work a little bit harder, maybe I can go from point A to point C during this time. Everybody just want everything so fast now. You know, you, yeah. I want a six figure dude and it's that if you don't make six figures, get out of my face. It's like okay. they're extremely impulsive. And it's, it's like we have these unimaginable standards and goals that we have in mind. And I'm not saying no shoot for the stars, but make sure that, th that is a realistic projection. 
Right. If you know that you want to make a million dollars by the end of the year, you don't have a business plan, you don't have a business yeah. partner, your partner is not on page with your business ideas, they don't have any business savvy about them, you're probably not going to make a million dollars by the end of the year. Right. So then right, you got to right. set yourself up for success. Right. You can talk right, about right. it all day. And also another thing I want to throw out there, and I know this is going to piss off a lot of women. Women, stop leaning on these men to take care of you. But then when they, when you guys get together, it's like, oh, I'm independent. I can take care of myself. But you legit, you legitimately reached out to this guy to pay your bills, to pay for your shoes, to pay for dinner, to pay for trips. And now that you guys are living together, now you throw into his face that, oh, I can do this by myself. Well, of course, anybody can do anything by themselves. I see this happen so many times. That's why I have to throw it out there. No names attached to this. Same way with the guys. You know, if you know you're not making enough money and you move in with a black woman, black women, we have this bad because we are very independent leader type of females. We're alpha females, a majority of us in the black community. So if you get with a female that you know is making six figures, she's used to doing everything by herself. What do you expect is going to come out of the first argument? Because you're not making nearly as much as she is. Now, is it right? No, it's not. But be prepared for that because you already know what type of person you're dealing with or you should have known because you should have reevaluated the person that you are with as you're taking dates. As you get into your first argument, notice what he or she is saying. I mean, it's the red flags are right there. Right, right, right. And and and, and yeah, you're right. And I, I think that society sets a certain kind of bar, you know, for uh, black relationships. You know, yeah. and like you said, if you have a black woman, she has her own house, she has her own car, you know, she's comfortable in what she's doing and she's by herself um and now she's looking for a good man so now of course she's not going to want to she's not going to want nothing you know that's below her standards and that's that's okay but at the end of the day as well also you can't let finance define who you are you know um finance is good like you said you know um you you need finance for gas in the car you need finance to pay you know for uh, uh babysitting fees you know because last time i looked you know, people's looks don't get them anything for free. You know, um, unless sometimes, you're doing something. Sometimes you get free lunch. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh. oh. <laughs> sometimes. Wait a minute now. Right, to, right, right. To your point, though, I know a lot of white couples where the female makes way more than the male, right. and you never hear them talk about it because that's not their norm. So right. I'll say society in the media has portrayed black black men to be financially rock bottom unless they're rappers or drug dealers and things like that that's the narrative that they're trying to push or if they're a businessman right, right. but there's actually hard-working men that are making six figures that work in corporations they yeah. work for corporations you know yeah. they have education they've been they're in corporate america and they're doing very well for themselves so we just have to be um cognizant of not judging a book by its cover getting to know the real person beyond the money beyond the car beyond the house beyond the looks i mean right. you have to be attracted but <laughs> you have to be attracted to them but i'm simply saying for real find right. out who the person the core of that person is and find out what their value system is uh, is about right. you never know you may be able to link up with a person where you two can make millions together but right. you first have to evaluate that person and where they come from right and then again you can have you know then again you can have a man you know that can be well off you know very stable in his head you know have really good moral values and you know have a really good you know uh, a, a logic about himself you know good upbringing righteous morals and values and he can meet a woman um that you know that doesn't you know work or she doesn't but you know it's something about her that he likes you know and all at the same time also you know you have to come with something that makes up for what you're lacking 
So it's like an advice versus well, too. You know, um, you know, if a man, if you like a man for who he is and you know that he's not financially up to, you know, your standards, it may be something that that man can bring to the table, you know, that may help out and may balance things out. He may be a good mechanic around the house. He may fix your car. He may be a good guy, you know, that that, that works on things. He may be and a good also, advisor. You don't ever get with someone that you know you can't look past their shortcomings. We right. mess up by doing that. We get with a person where it's like, oh, maybe one day I'll get over it. No, if you can't get over it today, you're probably not going to get past that. So right. don't waste your time and don't waste your time. Period. Right. The guy may be a good advisor. You know, he may be a good, righteous dude, you know, where um, a lot of women are attracted to righteous, honest men, whereas that they don't find that spirit in everybody else. You know, you may be attracted to a man's prowess and his righteousness, you know, and he may be just a pure man where you don't find that in anybody else. But he does other stuff to balance out. But at the same time, also, you pull that man up and you try to pull the man up to where you are at the same time. But you don't knock him down. Okay, because your point. the problem is a lot of black women are tired of pulling anybody up because a lot of black women, once they hit 25, 30, 35, they already have kids. So they already have a lot on their plate. And now here comes this man with his problems. That's how they're looking at this with his problems. And he's not making enough. And we got three kids. Already. You know, it's just it's stress on top of stress on top of stress. And I see this every day. Right. It, every you, day. you know what, Danny? It depends on it, it really depends on what you're willing to put up with it, it it really depends on what you're willing to put up with it depends on the the whole outlook you know on what that person can bring and like you said you know if if you're having problems and then here comes somebody else with their problems then you know that's not a really good situation that you really want to get yourself into um unless you and that person have an understanding and you know you can look past the person's problems you know and you can deal with it you know maybe the person does other things you know, to really, um, you know, to get you to really get motivated or you're like, ah, oh, that's nothing. You know, that, that's nothing. Yeah. You know, I still love you as a person. You know, that's one thing. But I do understand, you know, what you're saying. No one wants problems on top of problems. You know, no oh, one wants yeah. you to come with, you know, uh, uh, bills. And now, you know, child support is taken out of my check, you know, because <laughs> of your, you know, negligence. You know, I don't right. think nobody would sign up for that. And do you believe in the black community that marriage is dead or is it becoming like this this falsehood of relationships? Because I hear so many, but especially black women come to me. They're like, are you really happy? Because I was in this relationship and oh, my God, I, he used to do this, he used to do that. And I just don't know how you deal with that because, you know, you're doing and I'm like, I'm blown away. Right. Because it almost makes me feel like the idea and concept of real love is just vanishing. Mm -hmm. Well, let me say this. Okay. Well, let me, let, let me say this, right. Um, let me, let me say this, right, Danny. Um, I, I, I look, you got to look back at, again, you got to look back at, um, you got to look back at the, um, sixties and you got to look back in the 18, the late 1800s. You know, um, I did a survey in one of my books, um, called, um, you know, what the FDA and CDC don't tell you. You got to look at, you got to look at a survey now, um, back in the 60s, um, divorce rate uh, in the black household was at a 5% rate. Entering in 2004, divorce rate amongst black, the black community is at a, a staggering 68%. Ooh. So I think that we're coming back around, you know, to loving one another. And we're coming back around to the traditional, 
you know, being married. You have to have people that's going to teach you and give you an understanding on the, the, the prominent and the benefits of two is better than one. Goes back to the screening process, Danny, where is that, you know, when you meet someone, you have to screen them. The person, you're not going to, you, you don't want a unequally, okay, yoke marriage. You don't want that. You know, um, you know, you don't want that person, you know, that's half-baked. You know, well, maybe I can grow to love this person. Or maybe, you know, this person is one thing I like. Maybe we'll grow to love one another. I think that's one of the worst things that you can that, that you oh, can yeah. yourself out to say, maybe I'll grow to love someone. If the person don't love you today, they damn sure ain't gonna love you tomorrow. Point blank. Right. You know, so um that's something that you gotta think about. You know, um love doesn't take long. You know, love is spontaneous and it's quick. You know right away whether or not you're gonna call that man back that gave you that number at the at the store at the store counter. You know, he didn't help you to your car. You know whether or not you're gonna throw it away. You know, right. so <laughs> I'll tell the kick bricks. Okay. That is so true. Let me, let me touch on something else because I know we said we were gonna wrap this up a long time ago, but this is so this is so heavy that we need more than one segment for it, honestly. Right. How has drugs affected black families then versus now? Wow. I, I would say, you know what? I would say really um even even marginally, even worse. And the reason why I'm saying that because um back then it wasn't as many drugs that were available to the black families. Drugs, illegal drugs has always been a demonstrative, okay, monster, okay, in the black community as a destruction, okay, as well as, you know, men posing on the street, okay, and using the cliche, well, I don't put it to his lips to smoke or I don't force anyone, you know, to smoke it, okay, but why give him that choice and why give him that option, okay, someone that's weak mentally, you know, you know that they got mental problems or you know that they're weak mentally as far as feeling a certain way or getting high. Why are you there on that corner giving them that option to come to you to buy the illegal drugs and weakening that person? How about selling a person to get the hell out of your face? Or better yet, why don't you get your black ass off that damn corner, okay, polluting our damn neighborhood and help killing off our damn people, okay? So I, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So my thing is this, okay, is, 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 is the drugs more in the black community than they were in the 60s, I would have to say yes, because you got more designer drugs out here. You can go to the store right now and you can buy drugs disguised, okay, as Fruit Loops and get you hiding Bobby Brown and Dow Straw Strawberry on a Saturday night. Okay? I am done with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Snoop Dogg on tour. Yeah. But you got more drugs available now because it has come into law where they're more acceptable. You know, marijuana, 10 years ago, that wasn't legal. Nobody was getting taxed on it. So now you got your kids now in school. Now it's, it's disguised as dispensaries, you know, CBD, you know, yeah. CBD dispensaries. Now I mean, when it, kid can go now and buy gummies now, you know, at the store, get high all day. Okay. Off of a gummy, chewing a gummy, getting high all damn day, out of their damn mind. Okay, so it's like it's more readily available now because you got to understand is that the American government system doesn't care anything about you. Only thing they care is about financially and they care about that dollar controlling you. So if marijuana was illegal 10 years ago, so now all of a sudden now it's legal. OK, they're getting taxes from the marijuana and throwing it off. Everybody knew cannabis oil was really good for arthritis. Everybody knew that it comes from the cannabis plant. Everybody know that. OK, when you spray certain chemicals on, 
okay, the the uh, 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 the cannabis plant and you turn it into a oil, okay, now and you can smoke it or you can chew it. Now you can make money off because now it's 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 sparking that dopamine, okay, that dopamine mental problem, okay, that mental psych in your mind that makes you want more on top of what you're spraying on it that's making you addicted to that drug, making it readily for the people now in Fruit Loops and packs of Fruit Loops and disguises, candy bars. I lied you not, I went into a store to buy some water, okay, the other day, and I seen a counter of Fruit Loops, I seen granola grains. I said, damn, here it is, this man got a store full of damn marijuana pipes, and what the hell is he doing selling fruit? He said, that's not Fruit Loops. He said, that would be fruit. <laughs> He said, that's not Fruit Loops. He said, that's not real. That's it's, it's, that's not Fruit Loops. He said, you ready to go to sleep? I said, I don't know. He said, if you got problems going to sleep, you buy what? I said, man, I'll pass on that right there. Man. But do you feel like the drugs have made uh, the family connection, uh, you know, fall apart? You think smoking marijuana has brought us together? Like, what's your take on how the drugs have really affected? Hey, listen, <laughs> but some families just brought us closer together, I, I'm assuming. Hey, look, taking any kind of legal drugs and altering your mind to the state where you're where you don't know what you're doing or where you're at or or, 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 or you, you're in the street, you're slurring over and you can't think straight or is just altering your senses. That can never bring a family together. That can only just keep us apart. You know, um, instead of instead of, you know, the drugs being readily available to us because, you know, nothing comes good. Nothing comes good. And, and, and let me throw this out there, too. Hookah smoking also puts water on your lungs. OK, and that causes another problem as well, too. And, and hookah smoking is more addictive than, than the regular nicotine cigarette, by the way. OK, and by the way, also, OK, when you go and you take normal drugs, that brings on mental issues because now you're addicted to a substance that brings you, you, you crave it. Yeah. That substance can potentially bring, okay, theft into the household because now you need money to pay for your substance abuse habit. That can bring potential jail, okay, because now you're out there doing all sorts of crazy things now, okay, to support your habit that may potentially land you behind bars. So can we talk about the crack era because man, crack has had such a negative effect on all people of color so bad so that in society they would be like that's why your mama a crack baby you know that saying so is this is crack some type of like pharmaceutical that was created to literally target black and brown communities you believe hell yeah hell yeah yeah absolutely it's just that it targets it's just that it targets the black communities and all of a sudden it gets intermingled and intertwined, okay, into the, you know, the the, the other people, into the suburbs, into the white communities as well. Too. Does it have a connection with our melanin or what, what do you think the connection is? It has a connection not only with our melanin, it has a connection also with our brains, okay, because, you know, I mean, you got to, look, you, you got to think about this, you know, black people will press, you know, work every day, you know, it's like we got holes in our pocket. You know, you know, thinking about certain things that go on in your household, you get home, you got people nagging you and this and that. And so we want to be relieved. We want to be relieved of that stress. So a lot of times what people do, they may go get themselves some liquor, they may go get some beer. And the ultimate high is to go out and get yourself an illegal narcotic, you know, and it may take you away out of here for about maybe three minutes, maybe about maybe five minutes. And on top of it, it's the chemicals that's mixed into that, okay, that actually formulate, okay, and make you addicted to that drug. Okay, and if you're already suffering with any kind of mental issues, 
that's even worse on top of that. That's even worse right. on top of that. That's I'm showing this out right now. Arthur Frank is uh, Euphoria. I've been watching it, and man, it's just so realistic, but so unreal that it's portraying teenagers going through this, and they're the main category of people right now that's experimenting with these type of drugs at such an early age, and they get this addiction, and the whole rest of their life is just literally destroyed. Right. And again, and again, Danny, and again, you know, um, it all goes, it all goes back to counseling. It all goes back to having that balance in the household. Listen, if you're raising a, if you're raising a, a black or Latino son today, um, you know, and you're trying to do it on your own, Lord help you. You know, if that young man don't have any kind of righteous guidance in his life, you know, and, and how to turn left and how to turn right, um, He's gonna have a bunch and against odds, he's not gonna have too many options if he don't have the proper role models in his life. If you let the internet raise your kids and if you let the internet raise your young men, okay, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because that's the easy way out. You know, hand your kid, you know, uh, 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 you know, iPad. You know, you don't ah, shut up. You know, you hand your kid an iPad. It used to be a time when parents used to sit down with their kids one-on-one -on -one and talk to them, make them understand certain things about life, about balance, about school, why you're failing, why your report card, why you got a, a 25 on your report card, why you got all zeros on your report card. It used to be a time when parents used to sit down and, 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 and talk to their kids. Now the easy way out is the internet now. Now the internet has actually groomed and is grooming your kids, okay, to a point where your kids don't even want to listen to you no more. They in front of you and they ignoring you. They on the iPad, they on the phone now and you got to literally take the phone away from them or the ipad just to get their attention it's like almost like society has actually demonized and using a a a, a what i want to say is a demonic okay device okay to gain access to your kids and gain control to their damn brain okay That's they're putting them out typecasting the parent out and putting in what they want the kids to know okay because it used to be a time when parents used to take kids to library. Library card was a big, huge thing when I was right. growing up. Used to be lines, okay, to check out certain books, okay, and check out. You go to the counter to the library counter, okay. Do you yeah. got Alex Haley? Now we, now we have online books. You know, we can just do this from the comfort of our home now. Right, 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 right. But still, the mental part, though. That no, you're right. You're absolutely correct. The mental part and the whole gesture. Okay, of taking your kids out of the household, out of the norm, away from the computer, into a physical library or a physical museum, you know, just so the kids can their mind can get a break. Used to be a time when the TVs, okay, used to cut off at a certain time. You know, this just was like in the 90s. You right. looking at channel two, 12 o'clock midnight, the TV will fuzz out. They would play the American anthem, da, 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 and the TV with everything like the poltergeist. Okay. TV would fuzz out and wouldn't turn back on through about five or six o'clock next morning. Gave your brain a break, okay? You go to sleep because you, you know you can't wake up to use the bathroom and turn the TV on. Now, it's 24 hours of ignorance. You can get kids that can get up in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning, and look at ignorance on TV while you're asleep. You don't know, you can't monitor what your kids are doing 24 hours a day. 
You know, that's why a lot, I understand why a lot of parents don't have cable. I'm gonna be honest, with you, I understand. Cable yeah, bills and anyway. why a lot of parents confiscate those cell phones, those iPhones and whatever type of phones they have. You have right. to. Mm-hmm. Um, iPads, all of that, because you don't know what they're doing. And right. Right. we already know how society is with our children. So well, definitely, I want to thank you so much, Arthur Frank Jordan. This was so much great content. We're going to have to do this again. Um, before I let you go, is there anything that you would like the audience to know? Um, um, I'm going to be in Alabama May 30th. Um, I'm also going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, doing a lecture and a book signing um, April 30th as well, too. Um, you can reach out to me, Facebook, uh, reach out Frank Jordan, uh, or just email me, uh, uh, Z-A-A-Q-A-N-1212 at yahoo.com. Uh, you can come Raleigh, North Carolina uh, to our classes, uh, which are located, actually, which my, my classes, our classes are located at uh, 1300 East Martin Street uh, on Saturday, starting at 12 noon. To 3 p.m. as well, too. You'll learn more there than you learn in six years of, of college. Trust me when I tell you. Now, trust me, I know. Listen, Arthur Frank Jordan is not not for play play. He comes with the heat. He's gonna give you history you've never heard of before in your life, in your adult life, and in your childhood life. So okay. he has books out available on Amazon as well, guys. Um, one yes. of the books is called Oh Say Can You See? The right. Unmentioned History of Terrorism on Blacks in America. He also has a book um, called We Once Were a Family, The Disappearance of Black Soul and Culture. Another book, Uncovering the Evil of America. That's with three Ks. Come on. What the (laughs) FDA, pharmacies, and the CDC failed to tell you. Also, The Greatest Show on Earth, The Destruction of a Chosen Nation. America has set a deceptive, lethal stage and platform for Blacks and Latinos. We know as entertainment and Christianity. Listen, again... (laughs) Arthur Frank Jordan, I cannot thank you enough for always coming to Sisters Talk uh, podcast platform to share your unbiased, direct, unfiltered truths on this stage because this is the kind of content that we need to hear every single day, unfiltered. So I want to thank you so much. Today's topic, guys, for people who are still on and listening to us, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Today's topic was uh, Black families then and now, and God knows. We could go all year long talking about it. Yeah, but we just tried to generalize as much as we could today. Thank you. Shout out again to Tay for his response to this because that one response summed up so much about Black families. And again, I want to read it one more time. He said, from his perspective, back then, we had less single-parent homes. We had larger families. We had less crime against each other. Um, we also had less murder, less youth suicide. That's big. We can talk about that next time, uh, Frank. Okay. Okay. Suicide, less gangs, less prisons, less drugs. And we had more land and more black family businesses. So, Absolutely. man, that's something to really think about, guys, as we close out today. And I will be seeing you guys next month. We're just doing one show per month. Danny M has a lot to take care of. But I thank God I have friends like Arthur Frank Jordan and everyone else that's streaming live with us today. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share this video. It was so much necessary content and conversations being had. I didn't stray away from the hard questions. Arthur Frank Jordan is a black man. I still ask him those hard questions. He still gave me the hard answers. So definitely share this video. We thank you so much until we meet again. I'll see you guys um, next month. Have a blessed Sunday. Danny, thank you.